All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. Hello again, and welcome to Primitive Screwheads Talk Horror Movies. My name is Dan. And I'm Andrew. And we are here once again to talk horror movies. So uh, if you haven't listened to us before, we are two friends that met over teaching in South Korea, and we bounded over our love for horror movies. So every so often we get together and we dissect, dismember a horror movie. And we are currently in our final week of School's Out Forever, our little seminar, our little... A series going on where we have taken a look at four school-related horror movies over the month of May because of COVID. School's out forever, at least for the foreseeable future. I'd like to give a shout-out to our opening theme song. That is the band Teddy's Atlas with their song Horror Movie Story. You can get that off the album Children of the Corn. They're good, good Canadian boys. So, Andrew. Yes. Last school-related horror movie for quite some time. How you feel? We accomplished it. We did it, buddy. I know. I'm. Pr- yeah. We, we. 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 You know. We were not sure we'd be able to actually do a episode of a week because we've been doing them like every other month. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, I'm really impressed with us. I thought, I thought I, we did a good job. I think we did a really good job too, and I'm sure the quarantine uh, due to COVID nineteen helped out with that because I will be traveling again for work starting on Sunday. But that just means I have plenty of time in the hotel rooms to catch up on my horror movies. And, and spread diseases, you terrible person. Hey, I've got my PPE. It's your right? fault. It's your I fault. Am, I am, I am it's your training fault. hospitals to handle COVID better. I'm a goddamn hero. That's what I am. You know what I'm doing? I'm sitting in my room and talking to children. I'm, I think that's probably okay, right? That's The children know you, right? Uh, debatable. <laughs> I, I, met, I met him for a week before school closed. So, you know, we'll find out. <laughs> Hey, I'm the uh, teacher. All right, bye, bye. God, I'm so glad I'm not a teacher right now. I'm, I'm so, so glad. Like, I don't want to rub it in or anything like that, but just my coworkers or my former coworkers back in the elementary school going back and forth about how much they're struggling. And, of course, the state of North Carolina is not exactly the most public education-friendly state. So, yeah. Shots fired. Shots fired. I know. I know. Thank you for all you do, Andrew. Um, uh, you're welcome. You're welcome. I'm, I'm super great. <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, I don't know, what do we want to talk about, dude? Uh, we could talk about trauma, we could talk about slasher films, we could talk about weird 80s synth pop. You know, that, that weird 80s synth pop is really interesting. I, I was watching the, again, that guy, uh, a guy from uh, when I did, what's that, Final Exam, mm-hmm. did a, actually did a video on this one talking about it, and apparently that, that band basically agreed to uh, provide all their music for free, as long as they had rights to it. Um, Are we talking about Graduation Day, the movie we're going to talk about today? Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, is that is that not what you wanted to talk about? Uh, no, I just figured we could talk about oh, some pop in general. Like, Don't you love it? No, like stuff like important stuff like space and how stupid Hawaiian shirts are. Uh, I'm sorry, that? I have to buy a Hawaiian shirt because our school is having a, a goodbye ceremony for our kids. We're, we have a graduation day, Ooh. Ooh. Uh, and we have to. Uh, the kids are going to drive by in their cars, and all the teachers have to like stand outside and like wave to them or something. Oh, that's kind of cute, actually. I, sure yeah <laughs> you can just like i love so um with the advent of distance learning there's also distance learning staff meetings and like the palpable science silence that occurs when the principal proposes something yes <laughs> i'm just like um and watching other teachers like live feeds where they like put themselves like in other places or they start like playing with their kid on screen because mm-hmm. nobody's no- noticing what they're doing i have a clarifying question that was that was 
my biggest pet peeve. You know, when it's, you know, an hour-long meeting and we're already 10 minutes over and that one person raises their hand and goes, I have a clarifying question about this. And we're just like, God damn it, we want to get out of here. Yeah, then you just want to kill them. And yes. Like, I, I've, I definitely logged off meetings before when that kind of happens. I'm just like, all right, like, I got to go. <laughs> I'm like, at this point, like, I think I've, I've served my due. Yeah, that um, is one of the good things about working at a small company is most of the meetings I have to attend, I'm actually hosting. Um, so I can kind of set the pace and figure out exactly when I want stuff to end and when I want it to keep going. So You're lucky. I am. Did you hear the great news? Uh, for all the um, teenagers out there, uh, Percy Jackson just got a TV series announced for Disney Plus. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, right. Like, I, I recently got into the Percy Jackson musical a little bit. It, like, it came onto like my uh, Spotify, so I bought the vinyl as one does. Um, and I guess that just got announced. And like, I, I, I don't know how I ended up on the YouTube channel, but apparently, I started like I'm getting a lot of suggestions for Percy Jackson, like teens talking about the show or the book and stuff, and it's really awkward because like. It's really embarrassing. And I opened up my YouTube and it's just covered with like teenage girls talking about uh, Percy Jackson. Oh yeah. So, mm-hmm. so you know, watch watch out, watch out when when you decide to watch something on YouTube and what <laughs> weird suggestions come up later. Oh, that good old YouTube algorithm. All right, yeah. so um, basically, I guess let's get into it. So once yeah. again, we were schools out forever, so we decided to do a little bit of series. Our first movie we watched, um, which again is all up, we've all got it set up and uploaded and everything. Uh, what was our first movie? Was it The Faculty? That was it. We okay, did The yeah. Faculty, uh, the 90s movie uh, starring... Um, uh, Josh Hartnett. Josh Hartnett. That was one, the heartthrob Josh Hartnett. And yeah. uh, no, no, who was he was the other guy that were like... Frodo Baggins it. of the Shire? Frodo Beck, no, no, who had the huge, huge, huge role in that movie? Like, the oh, Usher. Really, really big. Yeah, Usher. Yeah, he I was like that. every was in every single scene. Dude, that, I, I, I'm not going to lie. Like, that was his breakout performance. I've, like, I, I didn't think I'd be as compelled by his character as I was, but, like, when he got taken over, like, I cried. I was, I was really <laughs> saddened by the loss of his character and the dynamics he shared with the other characters in the series. I shed a single manly tear. <laughs> and then just like in Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, I was like, you get back up there. And the tears sucked back up into my eyes. Wait, wait, hold up. Rewind for one second. What? Do you read manga? Do I read manga? Do I look like 17-year-old Dan? Yes. I mean, the last I don't think you I age really my read was like Junji Ido. Like, occasionally oh. I'll just go into like, I'm lying in bed. I'm like, I want to be creeped out. I'm right, going to well, do some Junji Ido. All right, for anybody who's, who listens to, uh, who, who reads bo- uh, My Hero Academia the manga... Last week's chapter was fucking insane. All right, anyway, back to me. <laughs> <laughs> like so many characters got killed, and it was insane. Oh, geez. Uh-huh. All right, so so yeah, then, we did final the faculty. Uh, faculty. Then we did the uh, early '80s horror movie uh, slasher final exam, which had a school shooting as a fraternity boys prank. Haha, <laughs> good one, boys. <laughs> Then we switched on over to one of your favorite movies, the 2011 Detention, which is basically the Edgar Wright of slasher horror movie films, which apparently Edgar Wright is coming out with a horror movie himself. Oh, which one? Uh, His next one. Oh. Yeah, his next Uh, one is going to be a horror movie, and I am super, super excited. Dude, I'm pumped. All right, cool. Yeah. And then this week, we have the 1981 film Graduation Day, which is another slasher in the vein of Final Exam. So... 
little bit of history behind this one. Um, it was directed by Herb Freed, who he doesn't even have a Wikipedia page associated with him. So I'm going to go to IMDb and see what else he has done. And I am assuming... I believe he did a movie called Arsenal. Apparently he, he was like a rabbi before this. And he, he was like dating a mo- an actress and she's like, all right. He looks like a your, rabbi. Go do your movie thing. Um, yeah, I think this was like one of his only... No, he did this. He did um, Beyond Evil, I think is what it's called. Yes. Uh, yeah, he, he did a couple a couple horror movies. But I think this was his last one, from what I understand. Yeah, yeah. It looks like there is a Paradise Lost, which is interesting. Uh, he did a 1999 version of that one. Uh, it does not look like it's based off the book. It looks like it's just something original on its own. And then also a 1999 movie called Dead Punks: Life in the Hood, and the tagline is "Protect Your Turf." Damn. I, I think. I think from what I heard about this movie, uh, again, uh, from that Good Bad Flicks YouTube channel, I think they said that uh, when they screened this movie, the audience, like, you know, like, laughed and cheered for the kills and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he was so offended that that's what they were, that they were, like, cheering on people dying <laughs> that he decided never to make a horror movie again. <laughs> He's just like, ah, this is my art. Uh, but yeah. We're just supposed to feel sad for the deaths of these very, very well-developed characters. But I totally know the names. <laughs> yes, definitely. Oh god, it's brown shirt all over again. It's 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 like worse than brown shirt because they're all wearing the same fucking thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, um this movie right here is basically revolves around a is it a college or a high school? It's definitely high a high school full of college students. Yes. <laughs> That's a good way to phrase it. <laughs> anyway, it was released on May 8th, 1981. Uh, it had a budget of about a quarter of a million dollars, but it actually made $24 million. Uh, it was a really pretty big success. Um, plot is really nothing special. It stars a high school track team who, um, seven days till graduation day, and they slowly get picked off one by one by this mysterious stalker. And unlike Final Exam, they actually do reveal who the killer is and a little bit of motive why behind they are killing the people they are um liana quigley um one of the classic scream queens uh is in this movie she plays dolores and then vanna white right is in this movie <laughs> as well like wheel of fortune vanna white is here and yeah. i'm like yeah and she doesn't play herself like she did in naked gun oh my god vanna white was in double dragon wait what damn Okay, no lie, that was a guilty pleasure of mine. Yeah, she was in classic film, Double Dragon. Mm-hmm. No, it's a terrible, terrible film. Uh, shut up, get out of here. But, <laughs> oh, but admittedly, though, like um, Vanna White's role in this was just random girl. But yes, you know, and Lenny quickly apparently replaced another actress in this movie. Yes, they did. Like, because I guess she would she... refuse to do the nude scene, right? No, uh, she wanted double the amount of money ah. uh, that they were paying her, and I guess her logic was that. Uh, it was right before they went to go shoot, and they were like, all right, let's start shooting. And she was like, no, I'm not doing that. And uh, so right right before they're about to shoot, she's like, oh, I want double the money, and you guys can't refuse me because, like, you know, obviously we're just about to shoot. It'd be, you know, it's a, a pain to actually have to recast. And like, no, no, we got this. And they just fired her and got some. Oh, no, sorry, that wasn't Renee Quigley. Oops, sorry. That was a different person. Gotcha. That was the main character, Anne. Ah, okay. Gotcha. Makes sense. Um, all right, cool. Have you seen, uh, what, have you seen uh, Renee Quigley's other work? I'm sorry, what was that? Have you seen Linnea Quigley's other films? Um, I know she's absolutely classic. I have seen Return of the Living Dead, which that's well, something we should do as well. Have not seen Dial- uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night. I saw the second one. I haven't seen the first one. The first one's actually pretty good, except for the weird uh-huh. like, rape scene. Um, it, dude, she, like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I know that she's like, a famous scream queen. I feel like it's just because she gets nude in every movie. Like, like, like just like in uh, Return of the Living Dead. 
Mm-hmm. But um, have you seen uh, what is, what's the one? It's Slime Bolorama. Because we should do that movie at some point. It's a uh, sorority babes in the slime bowl bolorama. Mm-hmm. We should we should do that movie at some point. It's great. It's like these mm-hmm. these kids go to do a prank and they go to steal like a, a trophy from a from a bowling alley, but they end up releasing like a, a demon, and the demon like makes them like I don't know, giving them wishes or something like that. It's weird, but it's great. She was it. woman in room two hundred four in Phantoms. You know, who oh fuck, I love Phantoms. And ben Affleck was the bomb in Phantoms, yo. Yeah, I actually haven't seen Phantoms, but I did like Ben Affleck. <laughs> so you know, maybe I'll check it out. Yep. Snyder cut. All right, anyway, so <laughs> so this movie opens up with the weirdest freaking like this movie has a lot of really long scenes, and I can't tell if they were kind of pat out the time or if they thought it was actually like good filmmaking. Because the, the weird slow-mo running scene that takes up, I swear to God, like 10 minutes uh-huh. is just painful to watch. Oh, it is like complete Chariots of Fire, except instead of Chariots of Fire, it's like this weird early 80s synth pop. Um, yeah, it, it feels like a educational video, like an instructional video. Hey, we're going to teach you how to do track and field. Here we go. Are you ready well, to get pumped up? And there's all these weird close-ups. There's like track guy doing shot put. There's some guy vaulting, and apparently vaulting guy is actually was actually an Olympic, Olympic athlete. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, like, there's like some weird thing of a of a of a guy getting his foot wrapped like close up. And mm. there's like just some, it, like then it just seems like a jazzercise video to me, like something in the background like jazzercising. And like, <laughs> during and, like, my, that really really famous YouTube video of like the '80s World um, Aerobic Championships. Oh that, God, yes, yes, it, it's exactly like that. No, like, it's 100. percent Uh huh. <laughs> And there's so like a the, no, no. And it's just like that's basically the mood that it sets for this uh, film. Like I, I really think I'm like this watching this '80s version of Rocky at this point. Like it's, and I feel like this was supposed to be like our establishing shot for our characters. Like there's vaulting guy, he vaults. There's like girl doing the uneven bars. She does the uneven bars, but it's funny because she's doing the uneven bars. Where everyone else is outside, mm-hmm. and like it's like wow, you're, nobody likes you apparently. Like. It's like, this is what she does. We didn't know how to incorporate into the scene to establish her. So here she's days doing it inside by herself while everyone else is outside watching a race. But you're there at the end. Uh, it's, it's just fucking weird. Like, I don't know. And did the, the song the song to me sounded like that Everybody Wants to Be a Cat song from Aristocats. I can say like, that. that like, I, I swear to God, it was just like, I feel like they ripped off like the, uh, the tune of that song. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, the music for this was provided by a band called, I think, Felony. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they are also the band that appears during the roller derby scene. Oh my god, that um, roller derby scene! Apparently, like it was supposed to be a music video for them. Oh god! It just it feels like they do just like scram a music video into the middle of the movie. But we'll get yep. to that when we get to that forever, forever. Uh-huh. Yep. All right. So then, what, what happens at this at the end of this race, Dan? Uh, so we are introduced to one of our characters, which is Laura, who is basically our Laura Palmer of the whole whole movie, um, and. As she's basically wins this big track meet and she crosses the finish line and she's super, super happy, she collapses to the ground and experiences, I believe it was a heart attack, they said? I think it was an aneurysm. Aneurysm, heart attack, something like that. Or a blood uh, clot, blood clot. Blood clot, yeah. But basically, she dies right on the track. Uh, her boyfriend is there as well. And, you know, she it dies in his arms, basically. As she goes on down, the conlookers are super, super freaked out about everything. And it's a very, very sad moment. And it's a, kind of a crazy way to start the movie as it fades to black. And this is directed by Herb Freed. Thank you for that, Herb. 
So so dramatic though. Like, yeah. I, I love how like they, they do the multiple angles, the multiple shots of her falling down, and like the slow fall, the most dramatic, just like uh, like I I in my notes I wrote down about how much I hate her running face. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this like they go from slow mo to ultra slow mo as we zoom in on her terrible running face. Yep. It's and then gross. we cut on over to a girl being hitchhiked uh, or hitchhiking with this truck driver. And she is staring at a newspaper article of Laura and how she died. And the truck driver is just like, oh, yeah, terrible shame what happened right there. Gosh, that's awful, awful, awful. And then decides to get a little bit handsy with her, um, places his hand up her skirt and then grabs her thigh and I do love this scene because she grabs his hand and then grabs his balls and just starts squeezing. And I don't remember exactly what she says, but it's basically something like, oh, it's, you know, now you don't like it or something like that. Well, she also, like, this, this bus, this, like, weird trucker guy, like, I, I, I you know, no, 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 I'd be offensive or anything, but he's wearing this, like, weird, really weird, bright purple shirt. He has these, like, weird mutton chops and then he has, like, he's wearing, like, a, uh, like handkerchief around his neck <laughs> like tied off i think almost specifically so she could grab it and twist it he looks like a fat kendall yeah he looks like a scooby-doo villain i feel like he, <laughs> i feel like i expect like somebody to pull off a mask and be like oh, mr truck driver and I'm like oh those those lesbians never let me touch their legs <laughs> like that's like his motivation because he keeps calling her a lesbian because talking about these lesbians that got murdered down the road or something like that he's, he's just a dick but yeah. like it's it's so weird. I don't know. I, I thought it was really weird. Like, this movie has a lot of really weird introduction scenes, and mm-hmm. this character is not not any uh, any different. And like we learned that she's in the military. Uh, she's in the army because she has her little like army hat. Yeah, she's dressed up in uniform. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. I, 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 I couldn't tell if the, if the hat was army or navy. I didn't I didn't know. Uh, navy. Mm-hmm. Is it okay? That's what I thought. I, I thought yeah. it was navy. But at one point they say like the army changed me, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> I thought I guess I'm wrong. <laughs> all right well cool uh yeah so she she sees some girl running and is like let me out of the truck and so she hops out of the truck and he's like god jesus christ uh and she goes off into the woods um and then we follow this character who's running uh this blonde character who i forget i think we learn her name at one point but oh paula there we go paula paula is running um and paula is somebody who was on the track team. If you had any time to pay attention during that weird, slow-ass, weird cutscene thing, you would they recognize her. so much at you. It, it's, like, it's I'm only one man. <laughs> it's it's too much. But I, I learned later that she was... Uh, this is Paula, and she's running with these giant headphones look like the kind of, that you kind of wear when you like go to like use a chainsaw or something. State-of-the-art um, back in the 80s. Super state-of-the-art. Um, and we find that somebody's tracking her. And we have we have these great scenes of her from the front... Then her from profile, then her from the front, then her from profile. And you can tell that they definitely took, I think they said they had like a three cut scene or three take scene in this rule. So basically they, if they didn't take it in three takes, then they had to, uh, they had to you know, take whatever they had essentially. <laughs> so I think that's, I think that's very evident when you see how many times they cut weirdly between these scenes and use like, there's, there's like weird scenes where they cut and it's breaking the 180 rule. And you're kind of just like, all right, mm-hmm. what's, what's going on here? Yeah, um, the cinematography in this movie is just all over the place, especially the cuts like yes. I, I just want to take a second to harp on this one it is extremely disorienting there are portions of the movie where they cut like five times in a single seconds they want to have like some sort of strobe effect going on and it's really really ridiculous yeah anyway 
So uh, Paula comes on in, and uh, the killer comes on back, and actually um, catches up to her and stabs her in the back. But what, what does he do before he, before he stabs her? Oh, no, he's got a stopwatch. So the second he sees her, he times the stopwatch, and it basically cuts back and forth between Paula running, him running, Paula running, him running, as it slowly goes on through. And then he's basically timing himself in terms of how fast he can kill this girl. Then we zoom in on her dead body, and it lingers on a shot of her butt for like what the fuck was five that? seconds. <laughs> That's my, it's like they, they, so you, so before he kills her, he like awkwardly pulls off her headphones, like he like taps them off, and then like stabs her with the tiniest knife on earth. Um, and I, I think it's a plot that he cuts her neck because uh, she has blood on her neck when she falls. That's right. But yeah. then it it pans up from the headphones up her leg, and you think, oh, we're gonna pan up to see the the cut neck because like uh-huh. that's that's the money shot, right? And instead, it pans up her leg and just stops centered on her ass crack, like. <laughs> Just and like, she's wearing these boom. tight running shorts. Like, imagine the cameraman was just like, yeah, so, uh, you know, uh, Herb was just like, what's the director's name, Herb? Yeah, Herb was just like, yeah, so if you could just pan up our dead body, that's fine. And then hoarding cameraman is just like, all right, sure. Zooms on up. <laughs> but. Well, that, that's my question. Like, did the cameraman stop there? Or did they cut the footage there and just, like, freeze it? Or were they like, mm, great. There were only three takes, man. So the cameraman was just too horny, and he kept on uh, doing that. He kept on zooming on the butts, and after the third take, they were just like, nope, can't do any more. Can't do another take. That's the rule. <laughs> oh, it was so, that, was, that was just really weird. That was, I don't, I don't get it. Anyway. Uh, so anyway, we, we cut from there to a picture of the track coach walking across the field to his students. Um, and they're all there to take a picture. Um, and he's like, all right, guys, fuck it. We need to take the picture. And one of the, one of the kids is like, no, we can't take a picture without Paula. She's the best cross country runner who just got, you know, I'm not going to lie. She may have been the best cross country runner, but somebody caught up to her in 30 seconds. So like, I know maybe she wasn't that good. Uh, anyway, maybe not. like maybe that's, maybe that's the point. Maybe he killed her. Cause she was, he was like, I heard you were the best. And clearly I outran you in two seconds. If you can dodge a murderer, you can run a race. That's how that, that saying goes. That, right? that, that is exactly the saying. Um, <laughs> And then at this point, uh, the one of the members actually accuses the uh, the coach of being responsible for the death of Laura earlier. Uh-huh. Um, this guy in a white hoodie. I, we never learned his name. Uh, I, I realize he's a character later on. I thought he just disappeared after this, but apparently he comes back. Um, hoodie and man. He, and, what's that? Hoodie man. Yeah, that's like, yeah, it's like, I call him white hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> so white hoodie is just like, yo, coach, how many of us do, uh, did you predict are going to make it out alive? Because he basically is accusing the coach of pushing Laura too hard and causing her death. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they take a picture and I don't know if you like looked at this picture, but in the picture they take for the yearbook, one of the kids is like choking a, the girl, like they get ready for it. The coach kind of grabs the girls, one of the girl's hands for a second and lets it go. And then one of the guys just like wraps his hands around one of the girl's neck when they take the picture. And it's, I did not notice that actually. If not I like, back. like nobody's playing like any, like nobody's like making any funny faces. It's just really uh-huh. weird. It's just like that one guy is like, yeah, I'm going to choke her. Yeah. Oh my God. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I don't get it. I don't know who these so characters weird. are. Like, so and do, do those characters come back later? Because that's not. Excuse me. It's, it's not. Um. It's not any of the scenes I remember dying later. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Are they the ones who were making out in the in the opening scene? There were two kids making out, and I couldn't tell if they were both boys or girls. Or I didn't know what was going <laughs> me on. Too. I could not because they both wear identical maybe, outfits. Maybe it's those two. Maybe that's who it is. Maybe, maybe it's the, and then they're never seen again. Maybe he chose. Yeah. Her. I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's, their, it's their gimmick. I don't know. Anyway, that that was weird to me. Yep. Um, 
So then we cut on over to our, uh, I, I guess she would be the most main character. Yeah, she's the main character. Um, Anne, who is our Navy girl. And she returns home um, after being deployed or in the Navy or whatever she is that she does. She's in Guam, and, though. I'm sorry? She's in Guam. That's right. She was in Guam. So they, she and her mom kind of hug each other and we're just like, oh, it's so terrible what happened to Laura. And we find out that Anne is actually Laura's sister. Um, so it was her sister who died on the track in the opening. And then her stepdad comes on down, and <laughs> stepdad is the biggest asshole. He is, but like a pointless asshole. Like, yeah, it's it's so not, much of this movie's pointless. Yeah, it, it's very much a. I, I I don't remember the exact dialogue she says, but he says in this movie, but in this scene, but he's just a complete dick to her the yeah. entire time, and I I, he, I I think they're trying to play it off as that he still really really upset about laura's sudden death because that's the excuse the mom uses she's like oh he's just still in shock over laura's death he's not a bad person and yeah it's like no he's just an absolute dick he's, this is not grief this is just being a dick for the sake of being a dick yeah uh-huh. i think yeah, until i think he tells her like, to go the fuck back to china or something like that yeah, it's, it, it's not even, it's like racist too. It's very it, weird. And it's weird because he, uh, he like, he hates Anne, but he like apparently loved Laura. Laura was apparently like his, his BFF. <laughs> he turned Anne's room into a dark room so he can do photography. Did you ever see Walkard? Yes. The wrong kid died. I'm going to watch that again. It's been forever. It's so great. Um, yeah. But then we also learned that, I guess, so the reason that Anne's come back is to accept, uh, Laura's trophy and the insurance money uh, that I guess they're getting from the school, mm-hmm. uh, and Anne is even like like the mommy now is like, hey, are you gonna, are you gonna keep that money? She's like, no, I'm not. And she like yells out like, yo, Ronald, like shut the fuck up. You can have the money. I don't give a shit. Um, <laughs> when she goes to the room, uh-huh. and we get this really weird scene where Ron comes up and asks her like, hey, why don't you? Well, you know, you, I could have come picture at the airport if you wanted to. And she's like, uh, and she's like, why? Why would you want to do that? You were just a fucking asshole. And we kind of learned that he's really pissed that uh, she got picked to get the trophy and not him. Because it sounds like he, like, coached her and he, like, really liked Laura and, like, really invested in her running career. So, like, maybe, you know, maybe he's just angry about that. Maybe he's angry about the fact that they're choosing the daughter who seems to be absentee while he was there doing, helping out all the stuff. I don't know. Uh, But he goes to slap her at one point. He's like, you know what? Fuck you. I'm going to slap you. And she's like, yeah, I'm in the military. I'll kick your ass. And he's like, yeah, fair enough. And, like, (laughs) walks away. It's yeah, like he's just literally like, I'm going to slap you. Like, he literally says that. And she's like, I learned a few things in the military. And he's just like, all right, sure, bitch. It's it's really weird. I don't, I don't, uh-huh. I, it's, there's so many weird things. And then she sees like a, we see Anne with like a, she sees a framed photo of the running team in the room, which we see a lot in this movie. And she just like slam, breaks it on the floor. She's yep. angry at the running team. And then it zooms in on Paula, who is on the left of the photo. And bum, bum, bum. that's a recurring motif. So we cut on over to a locker room where a mysterious uh, figure has the same track team photo <gasps> and then takes lipstick. And then, is it? It's lipstick, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, lipstick and crosses out Paula's face. So we're just like, okay, so now we get our motivation. We got what's going on. He is slowly killing off the track team members one by one, whoever this killer is. Yep. So our next scene is Sally. Sally. Um, and so let's see what happens in the scene again. Uh, Nothing really. Da, da, da. So Sally, yeah. Sally basically is walking through the. She's a 
Sally is the gymnast of their uh, cross-country team. Mm-hmm. Um, she does uneven bars, and she's walking through um, the woods where she bumps into Anne, and Anne's kind of a weird creeper. She's like, oh, man, your necklace is so nice. And she's like, oh, thanks. She's like, my sister had one like that. She's dead now. And it's <laughs> really fucking awkward. And, you know, Sally is understandable. You have like, lovely eyes. My yeah. sister had eyes like yours. She's what, dead now. <laughs> what, what a creepy bitch. Uh, yes. And so Sally is like, you know, a stranger danger and goes away. Uh-huh. Um, and we kind of cut to their kind of pre-graduation, graduate, what do you call, what do you call that? What do you call that thing? Oh, rehearsal. There we go, rehearsal. Yep. Um, which, by the way, I totally missed that for my high school graduation. I slept in <laughs> and uh, <laughs> they told us we wouldn't be able to walk. And I came in like at the end of it and I was like, hey guys, um, I didn't, I didn't wake up in time. So if I can't walk, that's cool. And they're like, no, nah, you can walk. <laughs> I'm like, all right, so that was a lie. Great, great. Um, anyway, so they, they go there, and again, these kids are supposed to be in high school, and they all look like they're fucking 30. Uh, mm-hmm. Though apparently, actually, a lot of the extras were high schoolers. Mm-hmm. So, eh, I guess some of these kids are of age. Um, Interesting. And uh, basically, they're they're practicing for the rehearsal, and Anne comes in, and uh, Sally's like, there's that crazy bitch I met in the hallway, or in the, in the woods. Um, and... Anne is introduced to everybody and be like, she's going to accept the award, um, so don't be assholes. And that's basically it. It's, it's a really weird... Like, there's so many weird establishing scenes in this movie that could have been explained through the character dialogue. Yeah, but they really don't, don't go anywhere, so it's very, very weird. Yeah. Well, I guess uh-huh. what, what this establishes is um, basically... At the end, the track team comes up, and now that they realize who Anne is and start to talk to her. And so she tries to talk to Kevin, who is Laura's boyfriend. And he's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll talk to you later, bro, and leaves. And she's like, what the fuck? Um, so she basically goes to his house and uh, finds him. And he, even though they're in high school, has a really weird, creepy photo album of Anne, uh, no, of Laura. And I feel like, does he have pictures of her when she's dying in there, in that photo album? Are there, <laughs> are there pictures of her running, like, right before she dies? Yeah, I believe there were actually. That's so fucking weird. Like, <laughs> what? What is that? And like, it, I remember it, this. The last ten seconds, she was alive. <laughs> it's and they're just like sitting on this little table, and like it's it's weird too because he's he's all like, oh man, like I'll think of her with me forever for the rest of mm-hmm. my life. And it's like yeah. you're in high school, like not not to be a dick, and I understand high school relationships, but like we've known each other what like two years, three years. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. We were it, gonna get married. We were so in love. And uh-huh. it, I love it. She she gives him. Um, she's like, "Oh, this was gonna be her graduation present." She gives him this necklace, and he's like, "Oh man, that's so nice!" And just like puts on the picture and like, walks away. <laughs> it's like I feel like it's like what I would do. I'd be like, "You're giving me this necklace for the my girlfriend who's dead." What the fuck? <laughs> Thanks. I I guess I like a, kind of an appropriate reaction. I don't know. I thought it was fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like what. I, He's like, I think he even just says, he just says like, wow, cool. And then puts it down. <laughs> it's, it's again, another, another semi-pointless scene. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So we cut on over to the locker room at this point, And uh, this is Sally the Gymnast again, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. So we have Sally the, Sally the Gymnast uh, stripping naked and getting into her leotard. Uh, so we we get some boobs in this movie. We get we get a lot of boobs in this movie, actually. Like, do we? Yeah, I mean... Well, Lena well, Quigley's in it, so probably. Lena Quigley gets yeah. uh, naked, <laughs> she gets naked, just Sally gets naked. All the naked people in this movie. But, but we've been on but, the butt for, like, a long time. Yeah, I think I think, the, I think the director's a butt man, or the, the director of photography is a butt man. I don't... Yeah. 
I feel like the I feel like especially with Sally, I feel like it's not overplayed. But I don't can't, I can't remember. No, it's literally just we watch her get dressed. Like she removes all her clothes and then she puts her clothes back on, and it's all one single take. And it's Damn. Uh-huh. So she hears a noise, and I love this shot. And she goes to investigate, and she's wandering through the locker room, kind of looking through. And then through the glass window, we see the killer in the darkness. Because well, the, 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 the lights are turned off, right? Yes, the lights are turned off. Um, <laughs> the best part is the killer is basically facing her. So he does like this shot, side shuffle as he moves through the room on the other side of the glass. And he's just like, shuffle to the left, shuffle to the right, just following her as it goes past. And it looks hilarious. Yeah, like he's, so just, he's basically just like shadowing her, right? It's like a uh-huh. Scooby-Doo villain. Yes. It's, it's great. <laughs> shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. Bam, bam, bam. Um, and then we hit, get two other girls in the locker room as well, one of which is Vanna White. Oh Vanna White? Yeah, she's just random bully girl in here. And she was just like, hey, I heard something. And they're just like, no, no, you didn't. Well, no, I heard something. No, you didn't. And that's well, love, pretty much the whole scene, I love it, right? too, because she's like, so so when when uh, Vanna White and other girl come in, uh, the killer runs into the, the other locker room through a door. Uh, and 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 uh, Sally even sees this. Sally's like, "No, dude, somebody just like just left this door. Like, I totally just saw that shit." Like, and they're like, "What are you talking about?" Like, "No, I, I literally just saw somebody do this." And these girls are just bitches. Like, I don't know why they're assholes, but they're just like really mean to her for some reason. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Her friend just died, and like she thinks somebody's like you know in the locker room, and like you know, like I I feel like they're just unreasonably assholes. But they like follow her when she goes and looks at them, and you you notice how short she is. Uh, oh yeah. Because she also is an actual, she also, I believe, was also a professional um, athlete. So I think, like, it makes, I think she was the appropriate size for that role. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and maybe Vanna White's just wicked tall. I don't know. Um, but yeah, they, they basically just like call her stupid bitch and leave. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's it's weird. It's, I don't know. <laughs> yep. Uh, so we cut on over to the gym, and uh, the coach is there as well. And what's the coach's name? Michaels. Coach Michaels. Uh, coach Michaels is there, and basically a reporter is also there. And the reporter is taking a few pictures for the local paper of this gymnastics rising star. And the coach is like, you get up there and go ahead and do your routine. And she does, and she messes up, and she falls down to the mat, and she's like, sorry, I'm just feeling off today. And the coach is a completely dick about it. Yeah. He's just like, no. You get back up there. You are being lazy right now. You need to go ahead and do it one more time and do it until it's right. And then the photographer is just like, yeah, listen, I got all the shots I need. I don't need my... No, she's going to go up there. She's going to do it. And we get this like three minute long shot of just her doing the bars over and over again. It's so long. And like, I wonder like, is like my assumption is she's doing a really good job because there's like really hopeful music playing if she's uh-huh. doing it. Like, yeah. I'd, I'd assume that she's doing good. I, I don't know how you do uneven bars. I think that's what they're called. or not parallel bars. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, and it's weird because actually doing that, we get that we get this weird, and this is, like, a trope in this movie. I don't know. They keep flashing back to the death of um, Laura, but, like. It's they, jump cuts, yeah. yeah constantly jump cuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and it's, it's weird. It's really annoying. And it's, it's, they do it a lot. And I think that the idea is that twist be that these characters are distracted by this. Mm-hmm. But they do it with characters who, A, weren't there. And also, like, characters who don't seem to have any role in the story. So, I don't know. 
Just like, hey, remember Laura? Remember Laura? Um, anyway, uh, so she does her routine and falls down onto the mat. She doesn't stick the landing, but up until then, she was doing a pretty good job. And then she just gets up and runs away. Well, and, and as, she, as she was doing it, we do get a scene of the killer crossing her off the lipstick on the mm-hmm. picture, which is weird because she doesn't die there. Uh, I guess yeah. the killer's just really confident in their abilities. And it's just <laughs> like, I got this. Like, I've, if, if they kill them in their mind, then they know they can do it in real life. That's, yeah. that's, it's, that, it's that motivation. It's focusing on your goals. You know, you gotta you gotta visualize the goal in mind. Yeah, like I thought she, I thought something was gonna happen. I thought she was gonna like I don't know, any dogs gonna break or something, or I don't know. Mm-hmm. I was waiting for something cool to happen, but you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, so we cut back over to the locker room where she is shaving her legs right after the. Uh, is is it the same character? Yep. Yeah. So it's the same character, and we see her shaving her legs after her routine in the locker room sink. And the killer comes out from the shadows, starts a stopwatch, and then slowly stalks her across the locker room. And I gotta say, he's not making very good time on this one. He's no, really, very slow about it. Like, for a guy who wants to be effective, that's that. So that she turns around, and we see this all from the killer's point of view. And he's holding up a fencing sword. Foil. Yeah, foil. And, it's just, and then she's just like, what are you doing? What's going on? Stop it. And then finally, he just sticks her with it uh, through the throat. And we get this good shot of her being stabbed through the throat with this foil. And then she is dead. And this this foil becomes this guy's, like, weapon of choice for the rest of this movie. And it's kind of weird when when they reveal who he is later. It's just kind of like, what? Why? Where did this come from? Like, yeah, because like the next couple kills, he uses this, and it's just like okay. He, he even steals like the fencing mask. Like what the fuck? Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, track and field foil, what fencing? What pick? Pick a lane, dude. So, so then make... our next scene, we get introduced to my, to my favorite character in the whole movie. Is it is it Blue Music Guy? <laughs> it's Blue Music Guy, Mister Roberts. So, Mr. Roberts is the music teacher, and he is playing a piano, and he's got his whole harem of girls around him who are just doting after him. And he's just like, you know, I could have been an entertainer, you know, I I was an entertainer, I could have made it big, but I decided to stay in and teach you guys, you know, because I'm altruistic like that. But his suit, oh my god, his suit, it's the most 70s sky blue suit ever. His hair is slicked back, it is so good. His glasses are the wide frame glasses. It's he looks like a seventies pimp, yep, slash porn star, and it's wonderful. It's so good, and the way he talks and the way his voice is, it's just I I I loved every second this character was on screen because he was so entertaining to watch. He's like Frankie Mermaid, but like when he's younger. Yeah, Frankie yeah. Mermaid. Frankie Mermaid. He's swimming in bitches. Uh huh. So um. Dolores, who is once again played by Screen Queen Leanna Quigley, um, comes on down and basically just seduces him a little bit. And I don't remember... Oh, yeah, her, her aim is she doesn't want to go to summer school. Yeah. And he's just like, well, summer school's not so bad. He's like, yeah, what? you know what else is not bad? My tits. And then she takes her boobs out. And then he's just like, all right, fine. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like that. Like, I know, at first I was like, oh, look at that. Like, I, I was waiting for him to do the rebuff because he started off and was like... So I really don't see any way you could possibly not be taking summer school. And then she yes. like, yeah, takes off his glasses and starts going for it. And it's like, oh, I thought he was going to have like some, I, was, I thought they were going to do like a surprising moral center to him. But nope, nope. They, uh-huh. they, 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 they he just, just goes it. straight to motorboating. That's great. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's 
probably yeah we don't need to do next thing right that's it yeah yes. that, that's he, right he gets, a, he gets a face full of boob and that is our dude yeah um so we, we then we get a, kind of a quick little scene with the principal and we kind of learn that the principal and the secretary having a little fling going on and he's just <laughs> like I, I guess i don't know if he doesn't know how to type or if this is just what happened in the past but he records his what the like the memos he wants to write and then gives the cassette to the secretary and has her type them up yeah, uh, she, transcribing. That was actually a huge thing back then because no one knew how to type because, you know, computers weren't prevalent. It was an actual skill that was very, very valuable. So that was a pretty common occurrence. That's insane. Uh, uh-huh. But it's hilarious because like, he gives her the tape and she's like, he's like, I need this for tomorrow morning. And she's like, it's like six right now. And like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> why you do this? And he's like, it's cool. I'll come by with like some wine later. And she's like, I, I guess I guess that's okay. And he then has this really weird scene when she's gone where he pulls a switchblade out of his jacket pocket, quarters an apple, and then puts the switchblade in his drawer with about 20 other switchblades. <laughs> and you're just like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I don't know if he brings one to work every day. Like, I don't know. Maybe he just, like, takes one every day and puts it in his, I don't know, in his drawer. Maybe until he counts the days of the month. Maybe he, like, oh, let's see. I have, I have eight switchblades. Must be the 8th of May. Great. <laughs> like, wait wrong switchblade no nope, gotta use that one all right better it's better. i don't know i think from what i read i, I uh well, not read but i watched in that video i think they said that they, they just were trying to make as many red herrings as possible <laughs> so they're just like this guy has a lot of knives it could be him but that's a uh, pretty good actually yeah you know i i, I guess yeah. that works like the principal who likes to cut apples with switchblades yeah you know all the switchblades all the time uh, you know, obviously, you, need, you, need, you can't, you can never have, what if one breaks and then the other five break? Like, you need to have that, that sixth one, right? You need the backup. Yeah. Uh, so then we cut back to our piano guy. And now he's uh, by himself and he's playing some piano, piano you know, just as a music teacher does, because music teachers just play piano all the time. Uh, and he hears some bumping in downstairs. And he's like, he's like, oh, what the fuck is that? So he goes to explore. He runs into the coach. And he's like, I'm going to go down there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find out who it is. Uh, and it, again, the scene goes really nowhere because he goes into this pipe, these weird pipes underground. And he yells out like, I, lo- I love that. He's like, whoever it is, I know who you are. You're not supposed to be here. Like, he says that like three <laughs> times. He's like, whoever this person is, I know you. And I think that maybe that maybe those extra takes because the times he talks doesn't really progress the story. So I think... There might be multiple takes of him saying roughly the same line, and they just kind of didn't notice and put them together. It's this movie just feels so padded. I mean, it's an average hour and a half long, but it's just it's very very padded. Yeah, because so what he does is he ends up actually finding somebody had made a recording of his uh, him having sex with Dolores. Yeah, and that's about it. And they two kids run out of the um, the boiler room, and I think it's implied that it's Dolores and her boyfriend, mm-hmm. but. I don't know if the implication is, is so was, blackmail him or what? Because it never, it doesn't really come back up again. No, so. like, well, like, was was the sex? How was she gonna get out of summer school, or is the blackmail from the sex? Because I thought one or the other would work, but like, do you need yeah. both? She's just an overachiever. She just wants to make sure. That's true. You're right. She's she's planning really far ahead. Um, <laughs> so then we actually cut to Dolores and her boyfriend, who is actually White Hood. I didn't realize that till later. That's White Hoodie. Uh, ah, I, so. They're there um, smoking a joint in the park. And she's like, you know, I'm really horny right now. And, he, and she's, he's just like, there's time for that later. <laughs> <laughs> I 
And then she's like, no, there's time for it now. And then he's just like, okay. And then they start making out and getting their clothes off. But then one of the campus security comes on over. One of the cops, I guess. Yeah, he's actually an officer, yeah. Yeah, comes on over and is just like, oh, hey, look at you guys. You know, about to get hot and heavy. Why are you doing this? It, it's yeah. a, it's so weird. Like I don't know if like this is just like the time of these movies, but like they always kind of heckle the cops in this, in this, and in the final exam. Yeah, like because they don't they don't respect him at all. And he's he's like he he's like stop doing that, and they're like you'll fuck uh-huh. you, like, uh, and he's like yeah, I'm a police officer. If I catch you doing that, I'm gonna you're, you know if I catch you smoking dope again, your ass is mine. And they're like fuck you, and they leave after like again making fun of him a couple times. Uh huh. And I, I is that like a thing in the eighties? Is this like the fuck the police era? I don't I don't I don't I don't know what's going on, but like. Nobody takes these guys seriously, and like yeah, they're high definitely. schoolers too. Like they're not like they're not like college kids who are like you know free and independent. Uh huh. I don't know. Maybe like Barney Fife. I mean, the Barney Fife is more of the '60s and the Andy Griffith Show. I don't know. Maybe just that was the way public perception was back in the '80s. Oh, all right. You know, Beverly Hills Cop came out and uh, all of that good stuff. I I do yeah. love it because like after this, the cop walks over into like the shadows and opens up his revolver. And he pulls out a, a, a roach that he had, like, put in one of the uh, the bullet holes, <laughs> which I thought was awesome. I was like, all right, that, that's good. That, that, that's funny. Again, so there's no point in the, in the plot. I don't know. Are you supposed to think that he's the killer? I don't fucking know. Another red herring. Like, yeah. Is it, though? Like, is cop smoking pot in the red herring? I, I, a movie well, I don't know, understand I, haven't, you. Haven't you seen Away from Madness? Uh, you know, <laughs> pot uh, makes you kill. You're, you're right. right. I'm sorry. I forgot. Yes. I'm a fool. <laughs> uh, and then... From there, we, we come back to Anne. We haven't really seen in a while. And mm-hmm. Anne is sneaking into the woodshop room. And it's dark, and she's sneaking in. And then all of a sudden, two saws. I think it's a band saw and a table saw, I believe. Mm-hmm. Both turn on, and somebody must have fucking put something in there because they're sparking, which they shouldn't be doing. Um, I don't know what, what the fuck's happening. Um, and the coach comes in. It's like, what the fuck? And I guess the coach is also the tech ed teacher? Or woodshop yeah, teacher? Yeah, looks like it. I guess mm-hmm. that's, that's pretty normal, I guess. Um, and... She kind of blames him. Like, she doesn't exactly say it, but she's like, you know, like, it's your fault that Laura's dead. And he has that, you know, and, and he's like, he's like, it's a blood clot. And he's, and you kind of get a little heartfelt moment from him where he's like, yeah, like, I'm an ass. I push the kids. I yell at them. He's like, but I would give my life for them. And like, uh-huh. it's, a, it's kind of a nice little scene. And like, I, you know, I liked it. I liked that. I thought it was like a nice little, because obviously I think they were setting him up as, as one of the red herrings. It was pretty obvious. Um, so I, I liked it. I thought it was a nice little conversation. Yeah, Definitely. And do you think she believed him? Because at the end, he's like, so what'd you come here for? And she's like, I think I got it. Do you think she believed him? Or do you think she was just like, well, fuck you? I I mean, at this point, she doesn't really know that there's a murderer going around killing people, right? Holy shit. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nobody else knows. Yeah, nobody. They don't know about any of these deaths until like the end. Nobody at the end of the movie. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, good point. Uh, yeah. No, yeah. She doesn't know about it yet. Um mm-hmm. She just thinks blaming him for Laura. Yep. But, All right. Yeah. So we get to our next scene, which is dance scene, right? No, football scene. Football scene. Uh, yep. So we got Mr. Football. Uh, I, I don't even remember this character. I think Ralph? he's... Ralph is his name? No, I thought Ralph okay. was uh, was the father, the drunk father. What? I thought Ralph was drunk dad. Drunk stepdad? Yeah. No. Oh, okay. Whatever. No, no. No, no. Track team member Ralph, according to the Wikipedia summary I have pulled up right here. That's cheating. He's a football, cheating. He's so football I know guy. exactly how it is. Change his name. Okay. His name is Football Guy. Oh, it's Ronald. Okay. Change his, his name. His name is Football Guy. Uh-huh. Football guy. So Football Guy, 
is uh, basically kind of riding on through the woods at this point, and he runs into Scream Queen and her boyfriend, who have just been stopped by the cops. Um, wait, no, 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 not those two. Uh, it's the two... Gosh, these two... It's, it's Vanna White and other girls. Girls, Vanna, Vanna, Vanna White and other girls. Like, their entire purpose in this entire movie is just to be secondary characters for the scene. Like, they have no personality on their own. They just come on in tease whoever it is and then leave were they members of the track team i feel like i don't think so no okay because uh-huh. they don't die well but not everybody in the track team dies only like four people die yeah so anyway they take his football and basically throw it into the bramble like an and asshole. he's just yeah and he's just like dude and then we cut to the scene where we see the killer and he's got the football and he takes his fencing sword his foil and then runs it through with the football and then a uh, football guy comes on out and he's just like oh hey you got my football could you give it to me give me the ball give me the ball give me the ball and then he's just like all right i'll give it to you and then runs him through with a sword yep it's what do you get before this we got to mention there is another great long scene of the football player running through the woods yes it's oh, like jogging it's so through the woods. Yep. i feel like everybody had like b footage like b cut of them just running through the woods i don't know yep. why uh but it, it seems to be a thing that everyone has to see this but i felt bad because like I don't know. I feel like generally the football player, you know, these movies tell you they're playing as the jock character. But everyone's like picked on him. Then he died. Like those two girls yeah. took his ball through back and forth. And he's like, come on, guys. I need my ball. I need to go to the TV station. They're like, oh, whatever. And throw it. Like, yep. what a way. And when he sees the guy with the ball, he's like, hey, hey, is that my ball? Hey, can I have my ball? Like, I don't know. Maybe because he just felt un- un- like, you know, uncomfortable by the fact that he's like a 30-year-old in high school. And he just felt really, like, awkward. Mm-hmm. Could be that. Makes sense. Uh, yeah, so we got that, and then we go to Coach and uh, even Pop Even before speaking. Coach, we get the, we get another great scene. Do tell. Uh, so we cut to probably the second greatest musical scene in this film, which is a bunch of kids standing around playing guitar, and uh, Kevin, the Laura's boyfriend, is going ham on a harmonica. And, like, mm-hmm. the weirdest 10-minute-long jam session with a bunch of third-year-olds, like, singing songs about graduating high school. It's, it's, really, it's really painful. Nothing comes of it. It's literally just him standing on a, on a table playing harmonica, one kid standing playing guitar, kids standing around pretending to sing along with him. And it's just, like, a song about, like, graduating. I can't remember what the lyrics were. They were stupid. Um, yes. I think it's probably one of the songs that they, that group wrote for this, this movie. Makes sense. It's terrible. Yep. So we got that. Then we've got Coach and Cop, and I don't really remember what they talk about. Like this, this movie is so. I think Delilah kissed the coach, and the cop comes uh-huh. up, and it's just like, "What? Well, look at look at you and all those young things around." And he's like, "Fuck you!" And then the, the <laughs> cop is like, "I could hurt you bad if I put my mind to it." And then then it's like, and then oh my god! Then there's the greatest scene transition ever. Then okay, then so from this. We get a, like a cop looking off, kind of you know, kind of menacingly because he's a red herring, and uh, the screen kind of quarters and splits and peels away, like 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 the four corners kind of peel away, and it's it's a beautiful transition. Somebody just discovered how to do that, and they fucking loved it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's great. It's, not, it, it, it's hey boss, look what I can do! Wow. Like let's use that once randomly and Our never use any, anything like that before. Growing up. I love it. It's it's hilarious. Like it literally feels yeah. like that. It like it feels like, it's like what is like it would be like me back like, and I, like you know making like, music videos with anime back when I was younger and like I, I clicked like the what does the crossfade button do and I'm like whoa <laughs> but then I forgot about it. <laughs> it's it's exactly like that. 
Good stuff. And then we cut to my least favorite scene in the entire movie, the music video scene. The roller derby. So just, yeah, the roller derby. So basically, background information, one of the bands basically said, yeah, we can use, you can use all of our music in your film, but apparently their stipulation was, but we got to put, you know, some sort of performance in the movie as well. So we get this, like, seven-minute lawn cut to basically a music video in the middle of the movie where we see this roller derby focusing in on these bands and going back and forth. And it's so long. It's so repetitive. It's not shot that well. It's just long. You, you didn't, so you didn't long. love Gangster Rock? That was that was my favorite song. <laughs> Gangster Rock no. is so good. I, I honestly had trouble tracking what the fuck was going on during this scene because the scene cuts back and forth between Gangster Rock, this fucking song, and a couple dying. And it took me forever to realize who that couple was and if they were characters I cared about. I thought it was a fucking secretary for like 20 minutes. Yeah, me too. Because this scene is so goddamn long. Yes. Uh, Let me see exactly who it is. It's Delilah and Hoodie. Yeah, that's right. Delilah and Hoodie. So they get on through and um, Hoodie is just like, hey, I'm going to go pee. And I think Delilah says something like, oh, it must be nice to be a boy. You can piss anywhere you want to. Mm. And he's like, the world's my toilet. And I love that. Thank you, Zelda. So, Hoodie gets decapitated, and it looks really bad. <laughs> like, really, really bad. Um, and then the uh, killer comes on over and chases Dolores, too, and Dolores gets killed off as well, as this music video is going on. Just like, oh, we're just going to stick that in there, too. But can we, can we just talk about how great it is when she... So, uh, so they leave the, they leave the roller derby. They're out there. A guy goes gets killed. And Dolores is, like, gets up to go find him. And she's, like, she's walking around looking for him. Finds his head. I think it's like floating in like a pond or something. I don't, I don't remember. Uh-huh. And we just kind of pan up. And the killer is there in like a sweatshirt. A gray sweatshirt. Sweatpants. And wearing like the, the mask that the uh, fencers wear. And has, the, and has like his little foil out. And is like kind of like, jostling back and forth. <laughs> like, he, looks, he looks so fucking stupid. And then we just get like a chase scene. I feel like it's like a minute and a half chase scene. Cutting between her running away. Him chasing after her, her hiding, and like a sheep or a dog running by her at one point. I don't fucking remember. Yeah. And then like she sees the police lights and she starts running towards them. And as she does, like all horror movie villains, the killer somehow teleports in front of her, from, jumps out from behind like the thinnest tree on earth with his little foil and she falls. And we then get a scene of him side slashing her with a foil. Yes. Which shouldn't work. Because foils are not meant to be sharp, especially like school foils. Like, uh-huh. They're pointy at the end, but they're not. Yes. They don't have like a blade on the side of them. It, like it, uh-huh. we even saw it. They're not meant to cut. It was a round thing. It was like a, a cylinder that tapers. It was a cone, a very very long fucking cone. Yep. So I I, I like to imagine that he just fucking slapped her in the neck with it, and she's like ah, <laughs> <laughs> and just like enough force, and that's that. But yeah, she dead too. Um, and then this is when we cut to the, uh, I guess, the principal of the school or the headmaster. Principal, and this yeah. is when, yeah. And this is when it's just like, okay, now stuff is happening. People are starting to realize that the dead bodies are piling up because the students are not coming home. Mm. And then we get our new character, who is the inspector. <laughs> and I do like this because he's just like, oh, who are you? Police? And then he says his name. is like, you don't look Irish. I'm Lebanese. And I'm like, thank you for that. You look Italian. <laughs> No, 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 I think, I think he's like, he's, he's, he's like, oh, um, I think he's like, he's like, what are you, he's like, what are you, are you, are you Italian? He's like, no, I'm Lebanese. 
And he's like, oh, I thought, you were, I thought you were Italian. And he's like, oh, he's like, he's like, I don't think you look Italian or something like that. It's like, <laughs> it's so good. No, 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 no. He's like, I think you look Lebanese. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Because he's like, he's like, I think you look Italian. I got it, I got it right here. Okay. Who are you? What do you want? Inspector Halliday. Police. Halliday. Police? Halliday nods. You don't look Irish. I'm Lebanese. You look Italian. You look Lebanese. Yeah. <laughs> Best response ever. Next time anybody says anything, they're like, you look German. I'll be like, you look German. Uh. <laughs> Take that, bitch. <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, yep. So, uh, Detective uh, Mr. Lebanese is just like, yeah, so I hate schools. I'd like to get out of this report, but some kids are missing, so I gotta figure out exactly about it. We've had a few calls from a few hysterical parents. I guess we should probably find some of these kids. And he's just... What would you say his mood is? Like, he's very... The inspector or the principal? inspector oh yeah no he's totally just there like well i, I you know i can, i take him as probably the way principal's taking where he's like these parents kids didn't come home last night and they think that something happened they're probably out doing marijuana or something like that the devil's lettuce and i think he even says that i think i think at one point the principal's yeah. just like yeah he's like the principal's like this is stupid and then i feel like the inspector's kind of like yeah like, nobody mm-hmm. nobody takes it seriously um yeah, yeah i think that, that's basically all it is mm-hmm Oh, so we I, got all that. He talks to the cop for seconds, uh, and then we get my favorite kill in the entire movie. <laughs> so I, I really do love this kill. So uh, we have another track member named Pete, and Pete uh, we have not seen yet, but apparently he is track member. We haven't seen him before, right? I don't believe he like, he's he's been in the movie, but like like yeah, he was right. at the opening scene. Yeah. So um, he is practicing on the field of doing the pole vaults and he's running on forward and he decides to pole vault on on over the bar and then he lands on the pad on the very back and whoops, the pad has been stuffed with spikes. So he basically pole vaults onto a bed of spikes and we see the shots of him just completely impaled on all of these spikes and then intercutted and interspliced with the stopwatch as well. And I think that was just such a cool scene. I really like that. No, one. I agree. Like, I, like to me, I'm like, oh, that, that is like a creepy idea, like sitting on like a cushion or something uh-huh. like that. Like, though, I will say, I, I love that he's breathing, clearly breathing, and the foils are like moving as he breathes. Yep, <laughs> that, that's that's pretty good. Um, and also, uh-huh. like, are those just supposed to be foils? Did this guy just go like because they look like the same blade? Uh, did he this guy just go by take a bunch of like fencing knives and, like or foils and just stab him through a, a mat? I can see that. We see the foils later. We we see like a pad with spikes later in the movie. Uh-huh. I'm just like these look like the foils. Like this this guy just like choose motif and just go with it. Yeah, I th- I think that's what we did. You know, we're just like okay, so he's a fencer now. Sure, we'll roll with that. <laughs> um, so then we go into another scene where uh, the inspector is talking to the coach, and I think this is a pretty entertaining scene as well. He's just like, hey, six seniors didn't make it home last night. You know anything about that? And the coach is just like, no, I've been fired from the track team. And why was he fired? Uh, he's fired from school completely, I think. Why was he fired? Like, what was the lead up to that? We don't know. Like, It's just like, my, okay, he's. My, I thought he was doing really well. My like, my guess is maybe, like, I don't know, maybe because a student died on his watch and they thought they were pushing him too hard. But yeah, we never get anything. Well, there's, there's no lead up to it. Mm-hmm. I don't but know. But didn't the student dying, like, happen a while ago? Like... I don't know. I, I assume it happened kind of recently because everyone's still talking about right. it. Yeah, I guess so. It's just like very, very quick. And anyway, so uh, yeah, he's just like, yeah, they they fired me and that. And then he takes that picture of his track team and sticks it in his briefcase and then opens it up. And then dun, 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 we get the reveal. He has the black gloves and the stopwatch. Wah, wah, Coaches wah. the killer all on. Who could have thought? 
I know. And then we get this to, you know, further cement that idea. Uh, after he, you know, he packs up his suitcase, um, we cut back to the girls' locker room where these two girls notice, and I believe it is the same fucking two girls. They're like, yes. They're like, oh, look, there's some blood coming out of this locker. That's kind of weird. So they open up the locker, and who falls out but Sally? Except now she has her shirt back on, which is interesting. I don't know. I guess the guy dressed her. Um, that was interesting. Um, and so the girls scream, and the coach comes in, and he, you know, because he's you know standing packing up his shit. He's like, oh no! And so he runs in, and he finds that there's a foil in the uh, in the what do you call that place in the locker with the body of Sally. The girls scream, and then Kevin comes running in. And he's like, oh, no, what's going on? And he sees Kevin, or he sees the coach, and the girl's screaming, and he tells the girls to run. So he starts fighting the coach. And yes. the girls run outside and start screaming that the coach is killing somebody, and the coach beats the shit out of Kevin. It's great. Yes. He destroys him. Kevin. <laughs> it's a, a great, like, 70s era fight. Oh, yeah. It's so, so cheesy. Lots of, so, so cheesy. Lots of punches, lots of gut punches. Uh-huh. Uh, I think he just like, ends up just throwing him down, and the coach just fucking books it out of there. And he's like, I'm out. <laughs> Um, so as he gets down, then, um, Spectre comes in and the principal comes in. I think Anne comes in uh-huh. and Kevin's like, oh, he ran off. And Kevin just fucking <laughs> hauls it after him, uh, into the woods. Yeah. So Kevin and the inspector kind of run into the woods together and they eventually catch up with each other. They do find football guy just laying on the ground. And Kevin's coach? just like, oh, coach. I'm sorry. Kevin and coach. Yeah. No, they meet up with each other, and then they both find the football guy hanging on the ground. Oh, the coach and Kevin. Yeah, the coach yeah. and Kevin. Well, well, the, 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 Kevin, co- well, the coach. coach stumbles across the, the body first. The coach, Kevin. Yeah. Co- Kevin, 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 coach. Coach, coach, coach finds Kevin. body, and then Kevin comes coach behind Kevin. him, and coach Kevin, is like, Kevin, it coach. wasn't me. He's like, oh, I swear it wasn't me. There's a misunderstanding, because Kevin starts to fight him again. He's like, no, stop it. Uh-huh. It wasn't me. And this is when we have the biggest reveal ever. What's the reveal? So the reveal is Kevin's just like, oh, you all, you know, I, I, I saw you kill her. You killed Laura. You pushed her too hard. You all killed her. You all pushed her too hard. You, My girlfriend's dead now because of the shit you did. And then it's revealed that Kevin is also the killer as well. Well, well, well Kevin is the only killer, yeah. Kevin is the only killer, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and we learned that she, it took 30 seconds for her to die. And so he's like, he pulls out stopwatch and he's like, her whole life changed. My whole life and her whole life changed in 30 seconds. She was going to marry me. So I took their lives in 30 seconds, which you didn't all the time. You're bad at that, but yep. whatever. Yep. So they have a big struggle. Detective comes on through, and then the detective sees um, Coach, and he shoots the coach in the middle of the struggle. And then obviously everyone thinks, okay, the coach was the killer. I'd like for you to make a statement. I, I love how the inspector is just like wasting no time. He's just like, yeah, so I know a guy died right in front of you and there's another dead body right behind you. But uh, come down to the station, make a statement. You know, we just want to get that squared away. Well, I love it too because like in the scene where he shoots the coach, he doesn't even give him like a fucking second to like, hey, stop that. Like he has no uh-huh. weapon. Like, like cause in, Stop or I'll shoot. In the scene right before this happens. Uh, the coach does like a fucking wrestling move and like flips uh, Kevin over his back and Kevin's yes. just like on the ground and he's like standing over him and he's like, and he's just like, Michaels! And then shoots him. Like, mm-hmm. doesn't doesn't give him like, doesn't like, hey, stop. No, nothing. Just yep. shoots him like four times too. Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's that. Then we cut on over to Anne, who is our main character that we've forgotten about for like the past 45 minutes. Um, but she goes back home, and she is kind of wandering through the... Um, well, is this her home, or is this somebody she else's goes, home? So um, she goes back Kevin's to home, right? Kevin's house, because she goes yeah. to pick up the medal from the secretary, and the secretary's like, Kevin Wright took the medal. He said it was. Mm-hmm. He said that you told him to, and you can meet up later. She's like... And, gotcha. and I love it, too, because then, uh, then the uh, secretary's like, Kevin wouldn't lie. 
Right? Like, <laughs> Kevin wouldn't lie. Well, why would ever Kevin ever lie? Kevin's not a liar. Why, why would Kevin, Kevin lie to lie. you? <laughs> Kevin don't lie. That's, that's the one thing we know about Kevin. Kevin don't lie. I, exactly. Kevin, Kevin is not a liar. I, I read that in the textbooks. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, she goes on over, and then she decides to explore the house a little bit. Does she hear a noise or something? Or well, she's looking, she's looking, old for, lady? looking for Kevin. Yeah, looking for Kevin. And then she makes her way upstairs, and there's this very, very slow scene where there's this locked door or a closed door, and then opens it up, and then sees a girl sitting down in a chair, and she's like, oh, excuse me, I didn't know anyone there. And then she moves around, and then she realizes, oh, holy shit, it's the corpse of my dead sister being propped up wearing her graduation gear. Yep. And then Kevin comes from out of nowhere, and Kevin's just like, oh, Laura would really prefer quiet. I'm like, ah, I see. We've got this Norman Bates thing going on right now well, where, you know. I love the way he talks because he's like, he, um, he's like, they were so mean to her. They buried her in the ground with nobody, talk, nobody to talk to her. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I just want to describe this room for a second. This yes. room has fucking battle axes over the bed. There's katanas. There's a broadsword on the wall. And this fucking guy steals a foil. <laughs> 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 like what the actual fuck? I want to see a horror movie where the slasher villain is carrying the most unwieldy, massive bladed weapon possible. Like, yeah, the great axe slasher <laughs> just comes around and he has to like lug it behind him, like drag it. Ugh, I'm catching up with you. Just hold up. Hold and the up. Person's like standing there, there screaming as he like, winds up, tries to like you know, yeah, got to get the momentum, got to get the pendulum effect. Oh, <laughs> missed. All right, let me try that again. <laughs> They're not gonna lie, there, like. Yeah. When when they make contact, it would be great. Like yes. the gore would be amazing. It'd just be like, pfft, oh god, body so destroyed. Good. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. So uh, Kevin and Anne have a struggle, and eventually um, Anne pushes her sister's corpse off the window with Kevin, and they both kind of fly on through. And then Anne escapes to the front door, and they're kind of running, running, running away from him. And we get this slow fade back and forth of her running in for her life, and Laura running in from the track in her Wait. final moments. Well, so, well, actually, even before she runs away, so so she pushes, so she pushes him out. She pushes him. Yes. Uh, Yes. corpse yes. onto him he falls out the window she goes to open the she's like oh fuck and she like you know gets the fuck out of there goes down the stairs opens the uh-huh. door to leave and kevin is just standing there holding laura's corpse and, like, and he doesn't even see her like they're feet away from see, each other i couldn't tell it was it that he couldn't see her or was it that he was just like i gotta take care of this shit first like was he like I he doesn't even make eye contact with her yeah I, I couldn't tell if that was like the the focus of a crazed person who's like i need to get her back upstairs or if that was like yeah him like just not seeing her i couldn't tell mm-hmm. the way they played it off yeah but yeah, they, they, no, I think it was, they were trying to say, like, oh, he didn't see her there, you know, a few inches away. <laughs> but, uh, okay, I, I, that's stupid. But then, so then, then she runs out, and we get, like, a, the longest running scene again. And like you were saying, like, have you ever seen the movie, um, The Girl Who Left Through Time? Yes. My favorite movie. We watched it together, dude. Did. Oh, good, it's my favorite movie. It's, yes. it's the best, uh-huh. I tried. But there's that great scene of her running to go to meet Chiaki and tell him to, like, go back in time and stuff. And it reminded uh-huh. me of that, except terrible, and, like, not enjoyable at all, and no stakes <laughs> behind it. But again... Mm-hmm. This happened early in the movie, this character, but she gets these flashbacks of Laura dying, but she fucking wasn't there. Why does she have flashbacks of events she was not there for? Why was the weird pole vaulting kid thinking about her while he's pole vaulting before he died? Like, what is, why are all these weird flashbacks happening? And like, it's, she wasn't there. I don't get it. And like, so she, she runs, she makes her all the way to, uh, to the track. She runs, which is, oh my God, she running onto the track the same way her sister ran. And we get a pan up, and there's fucking nobody behind her. Like, the, she is in an empty freaking stadium. And she sits down on the, uh, on the steps to the stadium, or to the bleachers, looks up, and Kevin's just there, like, yo. Like, 
what the fuck kevin how'd you get there maybe maybe kevin was actually the number one runner on the on the cross-country team oh shit that's how I can see it. that's how he caught paulo in the beginning he was hiding his, his true strength that's right he was hiding in plain 100%. sight nobody knew yep so um they have our big climatic fight scene at the very end of the movie under the bleachers uh where kevin is just kind of chasing her around the bleachers going back and forth um and then also at one point she gets into a little shed under the bleachers and then opens kind of stumbles onto some tarps and then that's where we find all of the other dead bodies. Mm. And then she opens up a door to kind of hit him in the head. And, oh, there's track guy impaled on the door with all of that stuff. So this is where he's hiding the corpses under the bleachers. And there's a struggle. And then she shoves him and he gets impaled on the foils as well. And at this point, he's severely, severely beaten up. And he's got holes all over his back, bleeding profusely, and then falls to the ground and collapses. Yep. And we get a faded block. So then we cut back over to Anne. And Anne is talking to her mom. And her mom's just like, oh, can't you just stay a little bit more? And like, no, I have to be on that plane. Guam needs me. And <laughs> she falls asleep. The day is over. Everything's good. And we get this really, really lame freak out where it's this painfully long zoom in on her bedroom door and it slowly opens opens up and Kevin's actor stumbles on into the room holding a knife, bathed in shadow. She screams, turns on the lights. Her mom, her mom turns on the light. Her mom like walks. Uh, we see her mom walk up behind Kevin and then turn on the light. <laughs> and then it's uh, stepdad. With a bottle of vodka. <laughs> And I love how stepdad is just like, dug up from the grave, you did. And then he's just like, what? I, you came here for trouble. You're never nothing but trouble. Aren't you ashamed that Laura died and not you? <laughs> just like, And then immediately the mom is just like, you'll have to forgive Ronald. He's been through a lot. Even though he stumbled into your room with a brandishing a vodka bottle like a knife and saying he wishes you had died instead of her. You have to forgive him. <laughs> and then that's it. Yep. Well, then, then she gets in a taxi and drives away, and it freeze frames as the taxi passes underneath the banner saying, Happy Graduation Day. Uh-huh. Which, who says Happy Graduation Day? That's, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. Yep. And that is Graduation Day. So, Andrew, what did you think about Graduation Day? I hated it. Like, I didn't hate it. I just <laughs> I had no pleasure. Like, I actually really enjoyed Final Exam, comparatively. I, I, I think this was better... <sighs> I just, I liked the story overall better in Graduation Day than Final Exam. I there is the no story in either of these. Don't you lie to me. Don't you fucking <laughs> lie to true. me. That is true. That is true. I just like the fact that, you know, we actually had a motivation behind the killer. And I did kind of like the, you know, fake outs for the red herrings here and there. And I, I, I do feel the one kill with the pole vaulter, that was my favorite kill out of all of them. But That's the only I, notable I, I kill. I think I slightly prefer Graduation Day to Final Exam, but honestly, they're both the same shock. Like, I, just, I felt like Graduation Day was just, or I felt like Final Exam was more creative a little bit. Like, I don't know. Like, neither of them had a main character, but I felt like, and they both took place on a single campus, essentially. But I just felt like, gradu- I felt like Final Exam used its location better. And I think just the film, the filming, like the film, filmography was better. Not filmography. The, what am I talking about? Photography. Cinematography. Yeah, cinematography. I thought I thought that was better. Like I just felt like, like I thought that final exam, you couldn't tell who the the main character was until kind of like midway through when Frizzy Hair kind of showed uh-huh. up. This one, I still would not say there's a main character. Anne is not our main character. I'm sorry. Anne is just oh, like well, Anne's missing for half the movie. Anne just appears. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't. 
I thought this movie was just like and like none of the, we didn't know any of the characters. Like at least like you know we got we got like where's where's Wild Man? Where's Brown Shirt? Where are these like fun <laughs> characters to kill? Like 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 football guy could have been that like probably would have been the Wild Man character if he like was developed at all. Like you know like we we I guess we got Hoodie and Delilah but or Deborah whatever the fuck her name was but even she like neither of them were really developed like. Yeah, I just, like, now there's so many just throwaway characters in this movie. Yeah, like I, I, I could uh-huh. see myself watching Final Exam again for mm-hmm. like a Halloween kind of thing. I can't see myself wanting to watch this one again. Yeah, but it wasn't painful. I guess I was curious about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, excited to see where it goes, but definitely both of them early '80s slasher schlock. You know, they, they're another step for the genre, but overall, going back, there's really nothing really amazing about them. Now, let's, let's, so, let's, yeah. let's, you know, we're, we're at the end of our, our four movie marathon thing. Let's let's rank them. What, how would you rank them? If you, if you were to rank one one to four. Cause I would four say here. number four, final exam. Mm-hmm. Number three, graduation day. Number two, faculty. Number one, detention. Really? Yeah. See, okay. I might, I've seen detention, I think, a million times. And I think it's actually lowered my ranking. Why is that? I think I've just seen it too many times. Like, I've, <laughs> I've, I've seen that movie at least 20 times. <laughs> I think I know everything about it. Um uh so i don't know i probably i would probably go faculty uh I, you know i wish i hadn't seen detention so many times because I, I i would kind of go faculty final exam detention graduation day really? but i don't hate detention wow. it's just like i think it's overdone for you yeah i, I think just like it's too much chocolate cake. the more i've watched it i think that the more i, I don't really see it as a horror movie so it feels mm-hmm. like it needs its own separate se- section you know that makes sense but, like, actually, I don't know. Maybe I would say, I don't know, because I really like... Okay, actually, no. I, I should probably be honest. I would probably do faculty detention, faculty detention, final exam, graduation day. Because, I like, I I think I probably will still watch detention, like, five more times before mm. I die. <laughs> let's be honest, yes. <laughs> like, let's be honest. Every year around Halloween, I'm like, why not? I, I meet somebody who hasn't seen it, and that's basically everybody in the world. So I'm like, <laughs> look at this movie. <laughs> Let's go watch it. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Sounds good. Well, that has been Graduation Day. Thank you so much for listening to our Schools Out Forever. We have a couple ideas for our next series of films that we're going to come out into, but I think we'd rather keep it a surprise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, All right. So, uh, once again, I am Dan, and we are Dan and Andrew. We are the Criminal <laughs> Screwheads talking horror movies, and thank you so much for listening. And thank you once again to our... Yes. I was going to say that. Yeah, you got it. You got it. No, you got all it. Right. You know what? I say it all the well, time. You're right. You should you're say right. it. You're right. You're right. All right. Thank you most that so much to our band, uh, Teddy's Atlas, uh, for their use of this uh, song, horror movie story. Story. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now I'm full of self doubt. I, I shouldn't. <laughs> no, seriously. It, Teddy's Atlas horror movie story. What's the album? Uh, Children of the Corn. And, and there we go. It's so good. And then, it's so good. And I actually and I love then, that song. What type of boys are they? They're good, good Canadian boys, and good, good. Canadian I, you know, boys. again, like guys, I think I think you guys really need to understand. Like, for some reason, this this band called whatever the fuck it was called, uh, Felony, got to be in a movie, and like Teddy, like that, their Teddy's Atlas is twenty times better than than anything that's banned in this fucking movie. <laughs> produced so please go listen to them like 100 percent better than anything i heard in this whole entire movie like I, I, the, the fact that they got a music video out of this and teddy's outlet did not is very shocking <laughs> not not the fact that 20 years apart but you know <laughs> that's it all right sounds good but thank you so much for listening guys and we will catch you next time bye, bye.